0: Being human is hard. Being in relationships with other humans is even harder. People are complex. We have differences, we argue, we just plain disagree, even with people we love. If you've ever felt the ache of relational tension, turn up the volume. Today's bonus episode is a special recording of a chapter from our newest book, Come Sit With Me. Authored by 26 Encourage writers, Come Sit With Me will help you grow closer to God and others directly through the circumstances you'd rather run from. Listen now as one of our writers shares her raw story of real hope.
1: Will you be a flamethrower or a fire extinguisher in the dumpster fire of internet comments? Written and read by Jamie Nato. Several weeks ago, I opened my Instagram feed and noticed some weird activity on a video I had posted many months earlier. 46,000 likes, have I been hacked? As I clicked on the post, I realized that a 15 second video I had made of our neighborhood summer block party had unexpectedly gone viral. Wow, this is cool. The video wasn't anything special, just a quick pan of the street from my front porch. Neighbors gathered around folding tables we had set up in the street and kids roamed in packs like happy animals. It was my attempt to share a glimpse of our neighborhood magic And I wrote a quick caption with tips and encouragement to help others engage their neighbors too. In it, I confessed my initial annoyance over moving to the suburbs. We were sophisticated quote unquote city people who secretly thought we were more awesome than the suburbanites. Throw in a special needs kiddo and the need to move to a school system that was more accommodating. And you have a lady who needs to gently eat her words and say, I was wrong. I wrote how the suburb has been the sweetest teacher of community. I thought I knew what community was before, but I didn't. We moved in and were immediately welcomed into the dinner club that had been going on for 20 years, where everyone takes a turn alphabetically hosting a quarterly neighborhood dinner. Some bring out their best china, while others use paper plates. They have a seating arrangement and separate spouses, so you have to get to know others. Whoa, now. It was actually so fun. The kids will play so hard in the front yards, they forget to eat. We sometimes have freezer Fridays when everyone unloads forgotten frozen delights and the kids graze and make dance routines. They fight too. There's street justice out here. The ladies have a vibrant text strand for sharing memes or maydays. Who has a tomato? Followed by just drop one off at your door. And of course, there's the coping mechanism basket we pass around and fill up when someone is having a hard time. I understand that it takes years to build this kind of life together community. It starts with someone going first and taking a risk to even start a tech strand or have neighbors over for dinner or play in the front yard instead of the back. But good things take time. I encourage my Instagram friends to stick with it. This neighborhood community is one of the greatest joys. With over 2 million views, this was obviously striking a chord with people. Again, my first reaction was how cool, except it wasn't all cool. Most of the comments rolling in were from complete strangers. Some of them were encouraging, but as the video went more viral, the comments became anonymous and cutting. For the next several days, I had to be really vigilant to delete spammy comments like, DM me and I'll send you $3,000 tomorrow. And biting comments like, must be nice to live in an all white neighborhood. My gut reaction was to spew back defensively that my husband is the first Filipino homeowners association president the neighborhood has had, and that my Asian kids are the ones on the scooter there to the left. I want to point out Miss Christina, who goes to the Asian market and brings us special candies and tiger balm every week. But as I scrolled through the nasty comments and messages about our neighborhood, our race, our demographic all the untrue things being assumed as fact on a post that was meant to stir up kindness. I realized I had to decide how I wanted to treat this dumpster fire. I could defend myself and add fuel to the blaze, or I could take a beat and let my pause extinguish the flames. It would have been easy to get sucked into defending myself, to expend copious amounts of time communicating with strangers who troll the internet, people who don't know me or my family, I stopped myself at some point and thought, wait, I'm taking time and emotional energy away from the people I made the video about in the first place, my family, my neighbors, those right in front of me. It seems like more and more, anytime we open our phones and computers, we see someone's extreme opinions about the latest hot topic, which appears to be almost everything. What a time to be alive when you can communicate your inner thoughts to pretty much anyone with the click of a send button. Chances are you've also experienced this phenomenon of unfiltered response. Here's a simple example of how it might shake out. Someone posts a photo of a bakery item, the size of the moon next to a steaming cup of coffee, a pretty flower arrangement and an open Bible. The caption reads, look at this cinnamon roll. Comment one, yum. Comment two, LOL gluten is bad for you. Comment three. I ate a donut last week, and it gave me an infection in my big toe. Look at this. Photo attached. Comment four. My aunt was a donut maker, and she is also a, insert political affiliation, so we don't eat them anymore. No thanks. Can't be associated with them. Comment five. Okay, humble brag with the Bible. I roll emoji. I feel my chest tighten and notice I'm holding my breath. Really? was that necessary? I don't want to do this anymore. Come sit with me and learn together. Maybe we've always been this divided and just didn't know it. Now with technology constantly at our fingertips, the divisiveness is glaring. I miss not knowing how much we were divided. I miss not being anxious about relational stress as we approach yet another election year, yet another global health issue, yet another this side versus that side. And yet, I can't even formulate the language to describe this anxiety. My body responds for me. I wear my shoulders as earmuffs. My breath quickens. I wince. My brow furrows. Blood rushes to my cheeks. My stomach hurts. If you watch the news or have social media or talk to a neighbor, you probably know what I mean. I close the computer and think about it all day. And it isn't just my video gone viral or the hypothetical cinnamon roll scenario. It's all the backhanded comments and jumping to false assumptions. It's the tearing down and creating us versus them categories for every possible issue. It's using our words as weapons and calling it normal. It's all of it. And I can't help but think, I wish she hadn't mentioned that. I wish he hadn't said it in that way. They make me so mad. Why are people like this? Why can't we just stop treating each other like this? But the more I think about it, the more I think about the human condition we need saving from, our own selves. Before you throw tomatoes at me, I didn't come up with this idea. In the New Testament, James writes, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you, you desire and do not have, so you murder, you covet and can't obtain, So you fight and quarrel. James 4, 1 and 2, ESV. Ouch. That one convicted me so badly that I recently chose to memorize it to prepare myself each day before I open my computer. And let me say, when I'm about to actively run into an argument after reading Cousin Fred's entire comment section and his latest fire-breathing post, instead, I take a deep breath and consume truth that comes from a living and active God. A God who loves me, but isn't afraid to ask me to check my perspective. So I pray, I am the problem. Forgive me, Lord, for wanting to murder this person with my words, for believing I am more worthy of your gift of grace than he is. Give me the supernatural power to love someone I think is my enemy. I can't do this on my own. As believers, we should be marked not by fear, hatred, or murderous words, but by peace We should desire unity instead of actively seeking out division with our words. We should have the markings of self-control and love, not unbridled tongues that have the power to set the world on fire. See James 3, 5, and 6. I don't know if I really believe that until this last couple of years, but haven't we all witnessed the destruction caused by our tongues and how they hold the power of life and death? We each have personal accounts of our own fractured relationships and devastating losses, but lest this all start to feel a little bit depressing, we actually do have a great hope. Jesus tells us, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. John 16, Read that verse again. Hear Jesus speaking it to you. In me, you may have peace. Take heart. Notice how your body responds to the truth. It's quite different from scrolling through a social media feed. Maybe if you're like me, your shoulders come down and your breath slows. As the words of scripture settle into my heart, I can see things more clearly. We are too quick to scroll conversations and comment threads and assume we are the only one who knows the correct path. But God is our good shepherd. He actively searches to bring us back to himself, reorient our hearts towards him, and give us the peace of his guidance, care, and protection, even from ourselves. We are not on our own when we face difficult circumstances and interactions, or when we have to navigate complex relationships and complicated feelings. When we see ourselves and others with the right perspective, we remember that our words, whether written in a comment or spoken out loud, have the power to attest to a better word. God is our only hope in this world. And what good news that it doesn't rest on our human shoulders.
0: We hope today's story has encouraged your heart and made you feel less alone in the messy business of being human. Let's keep sitting and learning together. Our new book, Come Sit With Me, How to Delight in Differences, Love Through Disagreements, and Live with Discomfort is now available. Get your copy today at dayspring.com or wherever books are sold.